welcome to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. And this is a wonderful day because you are going to get to hear a testimony about John. You say, John? Yeah, John called in for prayer over his relationship and him and his wife started communicating better. That's good news. We need to have good relationship. So call us. And of course, we will pray for your need. We don't counsel, but we do pray. And Sarah, tell us about the guest we have today. Yeah, we're going to have a really cool guest. And he speaks into the heart of some of the conflict and struggles right. that we can have in our marriages and our relationships. But before we join that really fantastic interview, I just want to thank our partners. Partners, you help us to cover the earth with the word. And we couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you so much. You're watching today in this moment at this time because partners have been committed to praying as well as helping us financially. And it's been an immense blessing um, for literally decades, decades that partners have helped us in this call and really been a blessing um, around the world. So thank you again and again, partners. We really love and appreciate you. And in just a moment here, we're going to do join an interview that mom and I did with a really cool guest. Now, when we join this interview, I just want to ask you this question. Have you ever had a relationship dissolve that it's been very hurtful to you? Have you ever had a relationship kind of everything hits the fan or you had a relationship kind of fizzle out and it's been a struggle for you? Did you ever have somebody say, I want you to forgive me, but they didn't change their behaviors? If you ever had any conflicts in any of your relationships, then you need to watch this interview now because God can help you. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick experiencing a deep love for the Bible and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha oil vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah, our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never before released teachings, the Majesty coffee table book featuring beautiful representations of the names of God and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word and to connect everyone with the heart of God. Hey there, thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are delighted to introduce to you our guest today, Brian Noble. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you. We are thrilled you're here, Brian. You have a cool book, Living Reconciled, which sounds interesting title and like the little pictures on the front are interesting as well. Kind of some turbulent waves. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. think that's a good idea, but not everybody knows who you are. So can you give us a little background and then we'll jump into your book? Yeah, so I'm Brian Noble. I've been the CEO of Peacemaker Ministry since 2017. And I've been a pastor for 25 years, married for 25 years, four kids, one grandchild, and just love the Lord and love uh, my family and biblical peacemaking. Mm -hmm. And the idea of biblical peacemaking, living reconciled, um, I think it comes out of the concept of conflict. It does. Right? Because conflict is the antithesis, maybe, of, of peacemaking, or some people think that. 
They do. So uh, oftentimes as people think of healthy tension and unhealthy tension, right? And as Christians, we struggle with identifying healthy tension in our life. So we throw out all conflict and we're like, no. They don't, we don't even know there's healthy tension. That's right. That's what? right. We're like what? But if you think about some of the best things in life, they have healthy tension. For instance, childbearing, right? Giving birth to a child, healthy tension, right? Now in the moment, it doesn't maybe feel healthy, um. <laughs> <laughs> but you have this little kid that's it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's healthy. Wonderful. There's a lot of tension though. Um, there is a lot of tension. Or you think about like how a rose or how plants, you know, I was raised on the farm, you know, there's tension there. Like, will it grow? Will it produce? And then it produces and there's something there. So in this book, I talk a lot about un, the difference between unhealthy tension and healthy tension. And how do I identify that so that God can refine me, but it doesn't destroy me or press me down, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And tension in a relationship, healthy tension versus unhealthy tension in a relationship. So what does healthy tension look like in a relationship? So what we like to say at Peacemakers is healthy tension brings us closer together, closer together with God and with each other, where unhealthy tension pulls us apart, where we polarize or we you know, stereotype or we call names, where it's, it's that pulling apart, of uh, which is unhealthy tension. Hmm. And so if we have behaviors, because some of us, we're, we, we don't know, it's just a habit, our routine, our normal way, we pull away. Yeah, so there's, there is there is a time to escape. For instance, in the Joseph story, we have him escaping Potiphar's wife. That was that was a healthy tension, like he got out of there because yeah. of the environment. Right. The faster, the better. Now, yeah, exactly. So there is a time to escape, but notice in that story that he still had to come back and accept uh, being falsely accused, right? So there's usually this coming back together that we have to have at some point, even in broken relationships. And so how do we handle that? How, how do we have peace as we come back and have those conversations and not put our identity in that person's opinion, but know our identity is in Christ and that we can walk through this life uh, confidently knowing who our God is. Mm -hmm. And Sue, along that line, you know, um, tension, people tend to fight or flight, mm -hmm. flee or, or whatever, yep. freeze. Some of them freeze. Right. So those are like kind of more intrinsic, like internal. What would you say to the person who wants to fight, yeah. you know, or the one who wants to, ah, I'm well, out. And for your listeners, I am that guy. Like we say escape or attack is how we, the language we use. Yeah. I tend to like just say it how it is. And I, then later I'm like, oh, that wasn't very Christ-like, you know? And, and so what I would say is if we can calm ourselves down through the Holy Spirit, allow him to do the work. Um, oftentimes when I'm in attack mode, it's like it's against me and my kingdom and trying to fix something versus if I allow God to fix it and allow God to move through it and it will, it will, it will, uh, what's that word? Make me more, it will move me to a center line of bringing peace uh, back into the situation. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who want to run away, it takes courage. Mm. And that's where this, this book will talk to you about having a courageous attitude of doing the pre-work so that you can speak life into somebody else, but it have abundant clarity of what over the issue or the problem that you're mm -hmm. addressing. You might be watching right now and maybe you, you're exactly struggling with that fight or flight. We would love to pray for you that God would help you um, to recon, rec, recognize what's happening. And as well, grab your copy of Living Reconciled. Super, super helpful resource for you to work in and with and through conflict so that it's not, you know, roadkill. Because right. if you had like conflict that you just walk right. away from it and you feel like you just got obliterated and, and then you don't want to do it again. So what, yeah. what do you say to that? People who have gone through conflict and they're like, Ugh. 
Well, I, I don't know that any of us really like conflict. I mean, per se, I think even on the attack mode, it's kind of a defense mechanism to, to be the bulldog, to bark, you know. But when we back up and we understand that God has used conflict or tension throughout all of the Bible to accomplish his purposes, we understand that God's using that conflict or tension to accomplish the purpose within us. And it's considerate all joy when you encounter various trials. That's what it says. And then it says, and let endurance have its result, right? And so when you look at James 1, 2 through 4 there, you let endurance have its right. So you'd be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. The reason why we don't spiritually mature is because we don't embrace the tensions that God is taking us through to let, allow him to refine us. Mm-hmm. It's totally true. I have a question that's going to be a little bit of left field here for okay, you. Okay, go for it. And I know you're like, woo. Here we go. So what do you say to the tension between Jesus and the religious leaders that you see all through the Gospels? No, this, this is a great question. So we, we see the Prince of Peace. I like, to, I like to label on this question that because he still was the Prince of Peace in that moment, calling out religious leaders that were defaming God. Now, I want to be careful about this parallel because most of us in our conflict aren't calling out religious leaders who are defaming God in our conflict, <laughs> right? But Jesus did that. And so he brought healthy tensions for the hope of repentance. See, it wasn't just to call them out. He really wanted them to come to know him as Lord and Savior. And so he called them out for a purpose. There, And, and this is where when we look at that tension of, of, of him being ex- very blunt in this moment, he was still filled with grace and truth, mm-hmm. peace and mercy. You know, we see those attributes of yeah. God flowing through him. For a divine reason, not a selfish reason. And he's trying to reconcile. He is. He he's, he's, is. he's combative and he's hostile and they are with him. I right. mean, there's mutual like bam, bam, bam. But I believe with all my heart that Jesus was saying, I'm pointing out what's happening here, really happening, because I want you to repent and reconcile with me. You know, when they overturn the tables, people oftentimes, he overturned the tables. They ask me about that one. And I say, realize this. He never set down one ounce of the Holy Spirit in that moment. Every table he overturned was intentional. Think about that. Where when I get upset, I've never overturned a table. But when I get upset, I mean, not everything I do is intentional, right? And so he, through the power of the Holy Spirit, was grabbing their attention so that they would come to repentance and know the Heavenly Father. And if, if, if they would have, I think Jesus was so intense with it and so volatile, explosive, whatever you want to say, because I think they didn't listen. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't attend. They wouldn't repent. They wouldn't conform. They wouldn't come under, so to speak, his authority. They didn't acknowledge who he was. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And that's where we got to be careful when we draw parallels of our explosive anger to Jesus. Because one, he is God. To everything he did was against God's kingdom. I mean, you know, that that he was addressing was because people were acting against God's kingdom. He never set down any of the Holy Spirit, and it was an actual sin, not a preference, mm-hmm. right? So when you think through the life of Christ, he was intentional in those uh, addressing of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Because mm-hmm. he's confronting their sin. That's exactly And right. wanting to reconcile them. And you really share that in your book. Yeah. That is so good. Because it kind of walks you through right, step by step. And who doesn't have this? If somebody says, oh, well, I, I like everybody. I doubt that you do. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so anyway, I want you to be sure you get the book or books because it's so, 
It's practical, but it's supernatural. This is supernatural living. So this is very important. And I know I get up in the morning, I speak promises for the day. Why do I do that? Because I know that day needs to be supernatural. I may meet some people I'd like to slap sideways, and that is not God's answer for me. And so I think this shows you the process of God in your daily living, and you actually kind of map it out. I do. And it's really good. So, you know, call us, tell us that you want at least 10 copies because we like to pray for you, but we also like to see you pass it on. Mm. I like to pass it on. God bless you. Today is the best day of your life because why? Today is the best day of my life because Jesus Christ lives big in me this very day. Are you struggling with a relationship that is challenging, even draining? Do you need help to handle these tough relationships in a way that brings peace to our lives and glory to God? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Living Reconciled by Brian Noble. Through seven clear and actionable directives drawn from scripture, you will change your thinking and see the challenging people in your life as God sees them. We will also send you Marilyn CD teaching Overcoming Hurts, Habits, and Hangups and her book, Generational Curses, and Sarah's CD teaching Love God, Love People to help you strengthen all your relationships. And for your generous gift of $1,000 or more, we will send you the Psalm 23 Jesus Holding a Lamb bronze statue. Custom designed with direction from Marilyn and her team, this bronze statue has been hand sculpted to reflect the deep love Jesus has for every one of us, his sheep. Call or click today for this life-changing resource. In parts of Asia, babies and toddlers growing up in the sex industry do not have safe childhoods. Instead, they are left on the streets abused and neglected while their mothers work. They have nowhere safe to go. You can change this. Nightcare provides a safe place for these babies and toddlers where they are loved and cared for. Every night at the center, they are given a nutritious meal, toys to play with, and a safe place to sleep. Help us provide safe childhoods for these babies and toddlers. Help us protect babies and toddlers from the horrors of the sex industry. $38 protects one baby for one month. Donate now by calling 888-985-2000. Welcome back to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. Now, I believe God has something for you that's very supernatural on this program. Now, you can say, well, I need healing. I need money. Are you going to give me some money? But you need the wisdom of God because I'm telling you, wisdom wins. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I believe wisdom wins. Now, Brian is our guest today, and he has this wonderful book, Living Reconciled. You know, sometimes I get so tired of people, I want to slap them in the mouth. But that's not the answer, is it? And I don't want the results of it. So, Brian, what part does repentance play in healing broken relationships? Because, frankly, everybody's got them. If they say they don't, they lie. 
That's that's true. Well, I think it's important to talk about reconciliation and reinstatement of relationship as two separate items. So let me give you what I mean. Jesus died on the cross for for all sins, right? We we know that. And he did the act of, of dying for us for reconciliation. Our relationship with God is reinstated based upon repentance, right? So when we repent and we bow our, our knees before God and say, God, I'm a sinner, that I'm saved by you, then we have a reinstated relationship uh, through Jesus Christ. So two things can happen in, in, in a conflict. Let's say if, if Sarah, you, you want to reconcile with me, but I don't want to reconcile with you. You can either, you can repent and say, I'm sorry, and I don't accept the repentance. Now, we may not have a reinstated relationship there, right? We may not have a relationship that she wants to go out to have coffee with me or hang out with me or those kind of things, but she can still have reconciliation. Why? Because she looks to her heavenly father and say, you know what, Jesus, you paid the debt that's between Brian and I. Oh, that's so good. And so she's reconciled, even though I'm bitter and upset, right? So we, we're not reinstated. So that's where we go. We see that in Psalm 51, where, where David goes, right, every sin that I've done, I've sinned against you, O Heavenly Father, even though he had sinned against Bathsheba. So he took it to that next level. So we should always repent before God when we break relationship with someone else. And then we should repent with that other person or confess our sins to each other. It may not turn out how you, you like to, you know, you may want it to be. And so we like to say this, in God's first counseling session with Cain and Abel, it ended in murder, Right. He That's said, true. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So we say anything less than murder, you've done pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do prison ministry too. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting question. That's obviously a joke. But, but the fact is we can't control someone else any more than God forces himself upon someone else's free will. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And the idea that you can be reconciled, for sure reconciled with God, um, you can have some reconciliation here, but it doesn't mean that the relationship is reinstated. It's just reconciled in the sense of this is kind of a more settled instead of the tension and the an animosity of it. Can I share a story about my daughter? Yeah. Okay. So I have a daughter who's never walked or talked. She's wheelchair bound. She's 20 years old. And I was officiating a wedding in North Idaho, beautiful outdoor wedding. And it hits me when the bride comes to the center aisle that I'll never walk my daughter down the aisle. And tears welled up in my eyes. And so people were like, at the end of the of the ceremony, they're like, that was so moving that you got, you know, you got touched about marrying this couple. And and I, I didn't know what to say to them because I was really having a pity party in, in the middle of the ceremony. So I'm driving home complaining to God. I don't know if you've ever done that, right? Yep. Like a little, just a little. Yeah. Just a little bit. I'm like, God, why don't I get to walk my daughter down yeah. the aisle, you know, complaining? And God spoke to my heart and he said, Brian, you will walk your daughter down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Her first word will be Jesus. Mm. Her first dance will be in my presence. And my whole perspective shifted like that. So I got up the next Sunday at church and I said, the men of this world get to walk their daughters down to losers. But I get to walk my daughter down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And of course, I'm being joke, you know, kind sure, of joking. Sure. And so I say that story because perspective of how you view through the gospel message, a relationship that isn't reinstated yet, is so important. My daughter is still in her disabilities, but every time I pick her up, I think how, how sweet heaven will be. My circumstances haven't changed, but my perspective changed. Mm -hmm. So my story with you, if I don't want to reconcile with you, your perspective can change because you're looking to the cross, not to my works for that peace that God gives. Mm -hmm. And then it settles peace in my heart. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You might be watching right now and maybe you're saying, hey, you know, I, I don't have a reconciled relationship. And you're like, 
oh, but God wants to give you peace in your heart. That's right. So hop on the phone, get on the website, and we would love to pray for you that God would give you peace in your heart. Grab your copy of Living Reconciled. This would be super, super helpful for you and also for your relationships. You know, Brian, another question I have, some people are conflicted internally. Right. And so they, like I have a friend, um, she has uh, one of her kids is continually unsettled, conflicted. And so no matter where they go, they bring conflict. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do you navigate that? I have a saying, where your joy is lost, oftentimes your identity is switched. Hmm. And I want you to think about that. It, the number one phone call we get to, at Peacemaker Ministries is adult or parents and their adult children having conflict. Either the adult children don't want to have a relationship with them or they're holding back their grandchildren or you know some, something like that. And I just want people to recognize that nobody can steal your peace. The Prince of Peace dwells inside of you. And that is just a fact. You, they can't steal that peace. It's not the Prince of nothing. It's the Prince of Peace dwells inside. So where our identity is placed into our children, then our joy is lost. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy because we got to take every thought captive. Sure. We have to proclaim on a daily basis, the word of God louder than our circumstances. And there's a scripture in Galatians where uh, Paul is reflecting on Sarah and it's, he, he says, rejoice, O barren woman, rejoice. Shout with praise, you who are not in labor. What does Paul say there? He says, I want you to rejoice prior to the promise coming to, to fruition. I want you to proclaim God's truth louder than your circumstances. And we like to say that for Sarah because we have the whole story. Sure. But for ourselves, can we do the same thing prior to the reconciliation with this child or the child's behavior changing? Can we begin to rejoice not in what they're doing, but in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords uh, who, who has changed our circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it changes the inside. It does. because when, And the change on the inside can then foster some better healthy interactions externally. Exactly. Because I think when we're not, when we're stuff inside of us and there's disturbance and unsettled and insecure to load all that, then it just bleeds. It does. It's just the ripple thing. So I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. Love to pray for you um, that you would have that settled peace, security on the inside and let God kind of work that out, ripple it um, for the external interactions you have and grab your copy of Living Reconciled. Now, Brian, in here you talk about seven courageous attitudes, mm -hmm. right? And, and attitudes can be a little challenging because um, sometimes we think attitudes are just like the natural expression. Right? Right. And, and why do you say courageous attitudes? Well, I'm blending Philippians uh, chapter two where it says, have this attitude in yourself with uh, 2 Corinthians 5, which tells you always of good courage, right? So I'm taking those two, doing a hermeneutical overlay, like saying, hey, let's bring these two ideas together, courageous attitudes. And then looking at Paul's instructions from uh, verses 14 down, he gives us seven things that we can do regardless of how the other person responds. For instance, he says, let the love of Christ control us, you know, so or control you. So thinking about that courageous attitude in conflict, you begin to say, no matter what they do, I'm going to allow God's peace, his patience, his kindness, his gentleness, no record or wrong to control me versus I'm going to allow frustration, anxiety, depression, you know, all these other things to control me. That takes courage in the midst of a conflict to do mm -hmm. is to allow God's love to control me. Mm -hmm. And I like that you, I love, of course, I'm going to love that you bring the Bible and make it the central roadmap. Mm -hmm. Like it's the roadmap for living reconciled. 
It's not some psychology, self-help, no. any of that, because the, the end of the line is that doesn't really sustain. Exactly right. So we just go from through 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verses 1 to the end of the chapter, verse by verse, word by word, over and over, and it's repetitive, but it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And the word of God doesn't return void. It doesn't. It accomplishes that to which it is sent. Yeah. So I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you, for God to work in your own soul, in your own heart, where you have conflict in a family, in a work situation, in a marriage, where you have conflict. It's an opportunity for God to do some really amazing things in your soul, in your heart. So give us the opportunity, the privilege of getting to pray for you. And of course, grab your copy of Living Reconciled. Now here's my my really push struggle. Like I really want you to do this. I want you to get several copies and I want you to do this in your book club, your Sunday school class, your Bible study, because this is so helpful for all of us to live in community with Christ. Are you struggling with a relationship that is challenging, even draining? Do you need help to handle these tough relationships in a way that brings peace to our lives and glory to God? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Living Reconciled by Brian Noble. Through seven clear and actionable directives drawn from scripture, you will change your thinking and see the challenging people in your life as God sees them. We will also send you Marilyn CD teaching Overcoming Hurts, Habits, and Hangups and her book, Generational Curses, and Sarah's CD teaching Love God, Love People to help you strengthen all your relationships. And for your generous gift of $1,000 or more, we will send you the Psalm 23 Jesus Holding a Lamb bronze statue. Custom designed with direction from Marilyn and her team, this bronze statue has been hand sculpted to reflect the deep love Jesus has for every one of us, his sheep. Call or click today for this life-changing resource. Thank you so much for watching this interview. Brian, would you pray for our audience to have that reconciled peace heart that Jesus is our Prince of Peace? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. God, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, that your word moves in and through our hearts. God, I pray for my brother or sister in Christ who is experiencing anxiety, depression, fear, that the conflict seems to overtake in their life. I pray that they will understand and know that you rule above all those things, God. You pull down the strongholds of our life, of our heart. God, you are a God that moves the mountains and yet you are able to sit with us and hold our hands. And so Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for your goodness, your mercy and your grace, God. I thank you that you can give us a courageous attitude that rises above our circumstances, that rises above all the situations that we are going through, that brings in clarity because we know who you are, that you are a good father, that you care for us, that you are a God that embraces us in this moment. Lord, I pray for my sister who really is fearful over uh, her children, and we pray peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I think, Sarah, this is one of the best programs we've ever had because it really meets where you live. And that's all of us live there. So I want you to say, today is the best day of my life. Why? Because Jesus Christ lives big in me. Today, I'm a mountain mover. <laughs>